Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now 877-499-MY-TV. Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, we're going to have a guest on who we've had on before. Who's our guest today? Yeah, it's a guy I used to work with and a very fine uh, sports talk host from the all-sports radio station in San Francisco, KNBR. That's Larry Kruger. And Larry is a big football guy. And we're going to get into it with Larry about the Raiders' move to Las Vegas, which is a huge story nationally and locally. You know, you always hear about these things potentially happening, but yeah. this one really looks like it, it is going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah what, what is the voting like 31 to 1? 31 to 1. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll bad. get into it with Larry. It'll be interesting because he's, he's got some very strong opinions about it. He, I was listening to his show earlier today on the local uh, station. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's a fascinating story. It will be interesting to talk to Larry about that because, you know, right now we have the 49ers here and, yeah. you know, Larry's in the Bay Area covering that. Working then, on the pre and post game shows with the 49ers yeah, as well. Is so, he yeah. still going to, as I say, Vegas going to still be uh, close enough? No, I, don't I, don't think so. yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Either. Yeah. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Uh, today's uh, theme, again, is random sports trivia. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still currently yielding over 7.5% with less than 60% loan to value. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Uh, we're also, uh, one of the things I do want to ask Larry, too, is uh, looking in the um, uh, Sports Illustrated about teams that spend a lot of money, mm. but are, they're just not getting the uh, the record that they should be getting, and vice versa. And so we'll, we'd like to get Larry's opinion on that. Sounds good. All right. Uh, and when we come back, we are going to have Larry Kruger from KNBR on the show. We have uh, about 15 seconds. Anything else you want to say, Bruce? No, you know, just that it's, uh, it, whenever a team leaves an area, it leaves a huge void and the weirdest part, as is, is Larry will discuss with us, the Raiders are going to probably be here for another year or two. It's kind of like, uh, as he was putting it, kind of like your wife is leaving you for another guy. But by the way, she wants to sleep on the couch for a couple of years, <laughs> and then she'll move out. And then I guess the uh, Oakland A's will just stay where they're at, right? Uh, there's no place for them to go, but we can okay. get into that later. All right. You're yeah. listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at pacificprivatemoney.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com, your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on our phone? A good friend of mine, Larry Kruger, who was a longtime sports talk radio host here in the Bay Area. Worked with KNBR for many, many years. We worked together for about seven or eight years and had a great time working with Larry. And Larry's a huge football guy. And, and this story, Larry, of the, of the Raiders moving to Las Vegas, I mean, we could see this coming. And you made the point, I thought, a very good one on the show today, that Mark Davis made this move because it's the best move for him. Not the best move for the Raiders necessarily, for the city of Oakland, but the best move for Mark Davis. Explain that a little bit more in detail. Mark Davis is not a wealthy man. I mean, he might be compared to Joe on the street, but Mark Davis, I mean, Al Davis was not a wealthy man. Al Davis's wealth came from owning the Oakland Raiders, and Mark Davis's wealth is from owning the Oakland Raiders. They, he doesn't have, uh, you know, deep 
pockets compared to other NFL owners. And so he, he really had no interest in selling the team, and he, he has no interest in, in, in selling a, a stake of the team or a portion of the team. Uh, he, he himself doesn't own the whole team. He only owns a portion of it. So he needed a deal where he could remain the owner of the team and he could remain in control of the team. But he, the only way he was going to compete for a Super Bowl is if he had a new stadium and he couldn't get it done in Oakland. So he basically found you know, a, a, a state in the state of Nevada that was willing to cut him a billion-dollar check. And so now he has everything that he wants. But leaving the nation's sixth largest market for the nation's 45th largest market is, is not a good deal. It's not a good deal for the league. It's not a good deal for the Raiders. It's not a good deal for the Raiders fans. It's not a good deal for the city of Oakland. Uh, Larry, go back. For, for anybody except for Mark. Uh, Larry, go back for just a minute. You, you said that um, uh, going, you know, winning, getting a Super Bowl but not getting it in Oakland you're not talking about the Coliseum, right? You're talking about being able to get the money to hire, get better players, or what? Where's your point on that? The point is, is that they, the Raiders got a big sum of money and squandered it on a bunch of free agents and have no money. They're they're cash poor organization. Um, the reason he was so hell bent to leave was that they upped his rent. I mean, they upped his rent from nine hundred thousand to like three and a half million dollars. That's a nothing. That's a very small rent yeah. compared, you know. But he doesn't have it, so he has. So he either has to sell the team, which he doesn't want to do, or he has to somehow find an investor. He doesn't want to have an investor. So what does he have left? Except the funny thing is, is the the Raiders with that logo and everything are. are like they're international you know there's lots of paraphernalia out there with the Raiders logo doesn't that bring a decent amount of income in I mean they think they're an international brand and there is some truth in that there's no question they are a little bit of an international brand but the reality is is that their popularity is all based on Northern California and they don't Hmm. have you know there was nothing that could be done that would enable him to keep control of the franchise and keep it in Northern California and transition from the Oakland Coliseum to a new facility. There was no option there. So he had to go to Vegas. He had to go somewhere where somebody was going to underwrite the project. And that's what he got. But it's not in the best interest of the NFL. And it's not in the best interest of the Raider fan. And it's not in the best interest of the franchise itself. I'm going to play devil's advocate. The franchise itself is not going to grow in value at the rate that it would if it remained here in Northern California Mm. when it moves to Las Vegas. No, but I could definitely see, um, you know, the, the casinos buying out. You know all the all the luxury box seats and giving it to the the, the big players. You know, so there, there's going to be a huge. I, I could see definitely see a, a, a fan base there. Wondered no. I mean, right is it going to be a local fan base? Good, but it doesn't mean it's going to look good long term yeah. for them. I mean, in the short term, it's a good situation because he's got now he doesn't have cash problems. But long term, is it a good situation? And I would argue hmm. that it's. What about the league, Larry? The yeah. league yeah, voted right. thirty-one to one in favor. This is the only guy who voted against it was the Miami owner, and I guess he had his own selfish reasons. I mean, 
it seems to me that that the NFL has been angling, and I know Jerry Jones has had a big part of this. The owner of the of the uh, Cowboys had a had a big role in convincing Roger Goodell that Las Vegas is a great place for a, for a Super Bowl. Las Vegas is America's favorite uh, vacation spot, and Las Vegas will bring in all those Southern California Raider fans, some from Northern California, some from Arizona, and some people from all over the country who just want to come in and party. And you know, it's just going to add to the to the prestige of the league. And I mean, I'm, I'm taking the other point of view. I'm not believing yeah. in what he's saying, but can you understand why Goodell made that choice? No, I don't. This is no different than, this is no different, Bruce, than Clay Bennett and his handshake deal with David Stern that moved a team from the Seattle market to Oklahoma City. That wasn't as, as ridiculous as this, but it's the same kind of thing. You're leaving a bigger, thriving market because of a cash-friendly deal that has to do with a relationship and, and funneling cash to a particular owner. Well, I mean, this, is, yeah. this was the NFL owners. The reason they signed off on this is because they felt like they owed Mark, Mark one, and the relocation fees of the Chargers, Rams, and Raiders will total $50 million per franchise. So they're getting a $50 million check to vote the way they voted. That's interesting. So wow. Mark, Mark Davis is paying the league $50 million for the relocation fee, and yet he's going to get his own, you know, he'll, he'll be, he loves Las Vegas. I know Mark Davis because I traveled with the Raiders and did a lot of work on their programs when we used to carry the games back in the 90s, and uh, he really loves Las Vegas. I think it's one of his favorite places. Maybe the, he always talks about eating at P.F. Chang's down there, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like maybe that's his favorite place to hang out. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> Well, it is now. Are you kidding me? It's a, he's Mayor McCheese there. <laughs> I mean, one thing about, like, you know, people say, oh, he shouldn't go to Vegas because of the gambling. It's like, I don't really think that's the issue because they, 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 Vegas does the gambling anyway for teams that have nothing to do with Vegas. Right? Yeah, I mean, he, he's going there because he wants to he, – he had parameters that he needed to be met. He wanted to continue to own the team. He wanted to have a new stadium. Well, there is no – the only people that were going to put up money for a stadium were people that wanted a portion of the team. So he didn't even entertain any of the local angles in the recent years because he was had his mind. So he knew the financial situation of this Vegas deal that once they committed the seven hundred and fifty million dollars, that 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 was going to be a an easy sell to the NFL owners, and that was going to be the one that was best individually for Mark. But I'm tired of hearing Mark say that he cares about the, the Bay Area. He doesn't. Or that he even cares about the Raiders. He doesn't. What's in the best long-term interest of the Raiders is to have to be in Northern California. That's where their fan base is. It's a much larger market. There's far more wealth here. The reason he's in, in Vegas is because this was the best deal for him. And that's why I would advise Raider fans to do what's in your best interest. If your best interest is that you're going to get joy out of supporting a lame duck team for the next three years that's leaving to Las Vegas, then God bless you. Go for it. But if, you, if your best interest is to, if you feel like it's your best interest to part ways from the Raiders, I'm not going to sit there and say that you're not loyal. Mark's doing what's best for him. The fans should do what's best for them. Yeah. 
I want to ask you before, well, we'll ask you after the break, uh, Larry, because you just got off the phone. You and Gary Radnich, a longtime television host that you, is your co-host on KNBR, just got off the phone with a lot of Raider fans and, and got some rather pointed reaction from them. And I'd like to hear what the result of that was. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, we well, do, yeah. We're going to cut to a break because yeah. I, I want to not only get into what you just said, Bruce, but also uh, this, this article from Sports Illustrated that talked about the three teams that spent the most money and then ones that didn't and mm. kind of get Larry's uh, opinion okay. on that. All right, so here's our first trivia question. Again, Larry, if you know the answer, don't answer it until we get back from break, all right? I mean, if I know. If you know. <laughs> okay, well. See, I love that confidence. So some, Larry, Larry's a cocky guy, and that's why he's lasted so well, long Well, I'll tell business. you, uh, two, out of th- two out of three of these questions I think are kind of okay. hard. Right. Remember, it's totally random trivia. Okay. If it's old historical stuff from pre-1960, I know it. If it's more recent, Larry knows well, okay. it. So we got it covered. Okay, let's see. <laughs> okay, when was the first instance of global electronic communications? What sport? Oh, okay, and okay. what was the situation? Okay. You got to give me the year and all okay. that. Well, you don't have to give me the year, but tr- yeah. get get as close as okay. you can. Yeah. All right. So email Edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to that question: When was the first instance of global electronic communication? That means any place in the world, not just yeah. the United States. Correct. Okay. Yeah, global. That's what that's the word global. Means. Right. Right. I, was, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Listen, six years of high school do me good too. All right. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now, before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a TOCO plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call TOCO at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit TOCOWarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Here was our first trivia question. When was the first instance of global electronic communications? What sport? Well, I, Larry had a shot. Go ahead. You take your shot first, Larry, and I'm going to try in a second here. Well, I, probably boxing. That would be my guess. Boxing. Probably the sport would be boxing. Okay. But that would be a guess. Baseball in the 20s. I'm going to say, yeah, I agree with Larry. I think I think either a boxing match or a baseball game in the 1920s. And I'm going to say a Yankees game like 1923. No, no, no. You guys are 50 years too much into the future. 1871. What? The, when the news of the Derby, Kentucky Derby Kentucky winner, Derby. was telegraphed from London to Calcutta in under five minutes. Wow. Oh, that's, that's, a good, that's a good answer. I never would have gotten that yeah. one. Yeah, I forget the Kentucky. Well, you I, know what? I mean, hey, we were on it. We were on it because the first, you know, if you want to go the first half of last century, the three biggest sports in America, bar none, were boxing, baseball, and horse racing. That's right. Yeah. And we guessed boxing and baseball, it was horse racing. Yeah, there you Very go. Good. Very good. Not bad. That's true. It's so sad. What Horse racing is, is still popular in certain circles, and boxing too, but boy, not nearly as much. No. But, you know, before we get back you know, into... You know, Bruce, here's yeah. a little trivia for, your, sure. for you guys you can use next time. You know where the term upset was coined? No. There was a horse in 1919 called Upset that beat Man of War. Really? And thus, the whole term upset was created. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. I always thought the word in, in itself, you know, meant yeah. that you're, you're pulling off a, a surprise. Well, you know, we were talking with Larry Kruger, who is our guest, and we still are obviously talking with Larry from local uh, station KNBR, the all-sports station in San Francisco, where we used to work together back in the day. And we were talking about the Raiders. And, Larry, you and uh, Gary Radnich, your co-host, had a bunch of fans calling in on your show today to weigh in on whether or not they're going to go out and support this lame duck team that is supposedly going to play here possibly as long as three years before they move to Las Vegas. What was the general consensus of opinion from some of the passionate Raider fans who were checking in? You know, it's hard to really say there was a consensus, but I, I guess if I had to term a consensus, it would be that more people said they're going to continue watching it. Really? Continue supporting it. Wow. Which surprised me. Yeah. I guess and it's I'll, their last chance. Well, I'll right? say it surprises me, too, because yeah. I, I go back, and I'm a bit older. When I was starting in television in the late 70s, I used to come down and cover the Raiders when John Madden was coaching. And then you'll remember, if, if you remember your history, in the late 70s, Al Davis was trying to move the Raiders to L.A. He was yeah. pushing hard, and he didn't actually get the permission until, until right? in, well, until 82, 82. when the uh, courts actually uh, upheld his uh, right to move against the wishes of Pete Rozelle and the NFL. And I remember the year they won the Super Super Bowl. It was a big surprise. They won as the first wild card in 1980. They did not sell out a number of their games because 
he hadn't moved yet, and he hadn't gotten permission to move, uh, but there was the, a very yeah. strong possibility, and fans were furious. Yeah. And this was a team that had, had incredible success in the 1970s. Yeah. It's a much different you know, situation today because of late, the last until last year, they were a terrible team for about 13 years. But, Larry, it speaks to the, to the, uh, the strength of the fan base. They have stuck with this team through some really lean years, uh, yeah. you know, and not making the playoffs for a better part of uh, – but, but I rem- well also I remember when you know they went to LA I was upset when they came back I wasn't interested a lot in well for, a lot yeah. of people weren't and remember the 49ers years. the 49ers had a great run of yeah. four Super Bowls four of their five Super Bowls were won when the Raiders were were in LA but Larry it sounds to me like the Raider fans are just you know especially the ones here in the Bay Area are getting the royal screw job yet I guess people you know they want to be entertained so it's a good team let's go out and watch them play. Well, especially since the 49ers are not doing well. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be going out there. I'll be doing my little freelance work. Are, are you still, you know, you're, you're covering sports, so this is your job, but are you still going to keep up with this team even though they're, you know, they're a lame duck team? I mean, you follow the NFL so fervently. I mean, I'm going to keep up with all. With, with, I'll keep strong. up with them. But that doesn't, you know, that's not really the barometer. I, yeah. I just think that, um, you know, I think when you look at it, it it's pro sports is very expensive and so if you're telling me that the Raiders are going to build a brand new facility in Vegas and I can only really afford to go there once or twice a year because I'm going to it involves a flight maybe a hotel and that kind of thing it's not it's it's uh, oops I think we lost him there for a second you're still there he's still there (laughs) I had a guy who offered me two tickets to a Warrior game the other day for seven fifty a pop. Seven fifty. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no, seven hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, that's how much they're going Unbelievable. for. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, didn't Mark Davis, Larry? Didn't Mark Davis actually? Uh, I don't think he made the announcement, but it's been common knowledge that a number of the tickets for next year are actually going up by a, as much as fifty percent, in because of the Raiders' they're, great they're success. Ra- no, no, Bruce, it's bigger than that. They're raising ticket prices on some people ninety-two percent. Wow. Wow. The average is going to be forty percent increase this year. Wow. Well, it's interesting too because the whole reason the Raiders moved back to to Oakland was because they built this extra section to accommodate all these extra fans, which brought the stadium capacity up to nearly seventy thousand. When the team sucked, and I use that term. You know, I hate to throw that word out there, but they did. They sucked for the better part of 13 years. They weren't getting crowds of over 50,000. So they tarped off the area oh, known yeah. as Mount Davis to make it a smaller stadium. And ironically now, the, the stadium, they could open up the, the upper stands. They could open up and fill those seats, but they won't do it because they know that if they have uh, you know fewer seats, there's going to be more demand. More demand means higher price. Look what the Giants have done when they moved from Candlestick into Pack Bell Park. They went from a yeah. sixty thousand seat stadium to a forty thousand seat stadium. You create create that demand. You can charge more money, and it makes up for the fact that you have twenty thousand less tickets to exactly. sell. Exactly. What about the A's though? They they're just yeah. Not that's drawing. a whole that's a whole different story. And Wait, again, but I mean they're not drawing enough. No. Well, they're drawing they're drawing enough because they're not. No, paying. no. I mean for uh, the uh, to open up the um, oh for Mount Davis Mount also. Davis. Yeah, they don't Mount they Davis. don't open that. By up the either. way, you referenced Mount Davis. Mount Davis um, was was constructed in the mid-90s when the Raiders came back, uh, there's a $20 million tax bill on Mount Davis that is still in effect until the year 2025. So now not only will the Raiders fans be losing the team right as they're getting good, 
but they still will be paying off Mount Davis for the next five or six years. Unbelievable. Um, wow. Yeah. I wonder what the uh, some of the players more actually, from yeah. from yeah. you know some of the players from the seventies, uh, eighties, you know. I think they're used to it, Larry. You know, don't you think whatever brings up a good point? I think players go where the money is, where the teams are. I mean, I know that the guys would probably love to stay in East Bay, but they're used to uh, to the used to that sort of thing. So you know. Oh, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, if you really ask the players, how many greater players currently live here in the Bay Area year-round? I bet you there'll be more players willing to live near their facility in Vegas it's cheaper. than here just because of the cost. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys make pretty good money, though. I mean, I know the Bay Area's expensive, really, not but... Really, not when you factor in the average career is three years. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. At all. They're, they're, these, are the least, these are the lowest paid major pro sports athletes in our country if you look at what the average career is and what the earnings are. No, 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 no question because, you know, and, and of course hockey, basketball, and, and football, or baseball players make a lot more. There are more games, and, uh, you know, football, there's a lot more players to pay, and there are a lot more guys you can just, you know, run through the line and find new players when, yeah. a, when a guy goes down with an injury. Well, one of, one of the things I wanted to bring up was a Sports Illustrated article um, that uh, appeared March 20th, and it talked about free agency is not the game changer in the NFL that it can be in the NBA or uh, Major League Baseball. From 2014 to 2016, the three teams that spent the most money, the Jaguars, the Raiders, and the Giants, doled out an average of $429 million, yet averaged a combined 18 to 30, 18, and th- 18 wins, 30 losses uh, over the three years. Meanwhile, the three teams that spent the least, the Packers, Panthers, and Steelers, paid out an average of $69 million and averaged uh, combined 30 wins and 18 losses. So uh, yeah, I thought I thought Mark Davis didn't spend that much money, um, relatively speaking. But I guess he did, didn't he, Larry? Well, first of all, the league has maximums. The league has salary cap floors, so they have minimums that you have to spend. When you're looking at those numbers, what it really reflects is that you have to draft your way to a Super Bowl. You don't sign your way to a Super Bowl. You have to draft your way to a Super Bowl. Teams that spend a lot of money on free agents typically have done so because they've failed to draft consistently well. And the teams that spend the least in free agency draft exceptionally well and just augment that uh, by what they, you know, what they spend in free agency. And that's what's so a little different than that's the way to look at it. I think more than anything. You're, well, it's, it's interesting because in baseball, yeah, Larry, in, in, in baseball, I mean, you've got you know your your single A, double A, and triple A. In football, you just come out of college, so I guess there's kind of a difference there where you can, you know, um, you know, just the way the draft system, free agency, coming out of college, you know, coming out of high school. You know what I mean? It's like well, I mean, to look at every sport. I mean. It does, you can. Nobody's ever really signed their way to to championships in any sport. I mean, I can't think of one. Maybe one team, one year. But the trend is that. I mean, the Warriors didn't get good till they drafted Steph Curry and drafted Draymond Green and drafted Clay Thompson and drafted Harrison Barnes. And you know, I mean, that's that's how they built their core. And the Giants didn't become a three-time World Series champion signing free agents. They had to draft the belt. Panics, the Crawfords, the Posies, the Sandovals, that eventually the Bumgarners, the Linscombs, the Canes, that eventually became their core of a three-time Wh- World Series. Which is a little different than the Yankees, uh, who used to always buy their players. Remember that? And even the Yankees. Yes. The Yankees yeah. spent a lot in free agency, but the Yankees' core dynasty in the modern era was who? 
Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter drafted yeah. by the Yankees. Yeah. Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit. These guys were drafted. Bernie Williams. These were Yankee farmhands. The Yankees are going to get good again here in the next few years. It's going to be on the strength of, of draft and trade for prospects. Hey, Larry, 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 stay with us. Got to go to a quick break here. Here's a question. What sport was banned in England in 1457 because it was considered a serious distraction from the serious pursuit of archery? Don't touch 1457? that. 1457? <laughs> Don't touch Sticks and stones. Don't oh touch that tile. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com, your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. So we have a, tri- a trivia question here that goes back to when Bruce was a little boy. <laughs> what sport was banned in England in 1457 because it was considered I, a serious... Where do you come up with these questions? <laughs> Jeez. Larry, I'm you wanna, sorry. You want to take a stab at this? I have no idea. Okay, so let me, let me ask. Okay. Let me seriously ask the question here. Okay. What sport was banned in, in England in 1457 because it was considered a serious distraction from the serious pursuit of archery. Okay. Hey, Larry, you want to take a stab at that? I have no, I have no clue. I'm clueless. I would say, um, I would say running. No. Uh, and it's funny because I was thinking, okay, could, could, could have been bowling because bowling has actually been around since the Egyptian times. Wow. But actually, golf. Golf has been around that long. Golf has been around, yeah. The St. Wow. Andrews, you know, wow. Scotland and all that's been around. I think, since I think the it was played it probably a lot differently though in those days, <laughs> with a lot different kind of equipment. <laughs> probably. Now, I was going to say clueless, or I'm clueless. My wife always tells me that anyway. So you know, <laughs> uh, you know, we got Larry Kruger on the phone. And Larry, I got to ask you about Mark Davis one more time as we we go back to the Raiders situation. Um, you know, you look at this. What what's going on in the NFL today with all these franchise move, all this franchise movement? Not only the Raiders, but the Rams have now moved twice. They moved to St. Louis. They moved back to L.A. The Chargers have moved to L.A. The, the Cardinals moved from St. Louis to Phoenix. The Houston Oilers moved to to Tennessee. I mean, there's uh, yeah. Baltimore. You know, moved to Cleveland, and then and, and, and Cleveland has yeah. got a new team. I mean. This is supposed to be the most successful pro league in America. Why are all why are we seeing all these franchise shifts? What's the deal? Well, it's really pretty simple. Um, you're never you'd rather see, you know, you, these teams need the new stadiums to have the revenue. It was the is the portion of the pie that they don't share. Well, if you're going to get an edge on your neighbor, you have to get it through your stadium. So you need a new stadium, but why don't you see teams just? Why don't you see owners just sell it the team then? Because the teams, the revenue pie in the NFL is growing at a rate that in America that you can make large money faster. I mean, there's no industry that you can that's that's revenue pie has jumped from seven billion to fourteen billion. Wait, so it went from $7 billion to $40 billion? Did you say $40 billion, Larry? $14. 14 Well, that's okay. still, yeah, that's still, that's still substantial. Good. That's, a, you know, doubling your, in the, in the, what, the last several years it's been? Last 10 years? I think we've... Larry, uh, are you still there? I think, I think his cell phone finally died. He may hear us, but we can't hear him. But that's okay. Larry, if you're there, thank you very much. We appreciate you being on... I, you're cutting in and out, my friend. It's okay. Don't worry about it. These things happen. Modern okay. technology is is not flawless. That, that's true. So we but, appreciate you yeah, being but, on. Yeah, listen, you were on for a good two and a half seconds, yeah. and we really appreciate it. Appreciate it, it very Thanks much. Thanks again, Larry. Thanks very okay. much. Bye. Okay. That happens. That happens once yeah, in a while. The cell phone. I, I was on a call the other day with a friend of mine uh, from out of town, and we were having a great conversation. All of a sudden, I looked at my my screen, and it said 2%, and boom, it just died. <laughs> I hadn't talked to this guy in 10 years, you know? I'm going, oh, man. You know, we were catching up on old times, and well, we had ten minutes talking together. So well, I did, I did want to hear how long it took to go from seven billion to fourteen billion. That's a good question. Yes, I mean, because we are a sports show that allegedly we talk business, and, and you right. know, you're a business expert. I'm I'm not, but I I try to be up to date well, on this stuff. I'll tell stuff. you one thing: if it took ten years, yeah, then there was a compounded rate of return of only seven point two percent. Okay. Well, yeah. 
All I know is that the NFL is the most popular team sport, and the reason is it's the most popular television sport, which generates yeah. a lot. I'm not sure what percentage of the revenue that football uh, gets comes from the television contracts, but I dare say it's a good 50%. And this is one of the reasons why they have games on Thursday night, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. It's not good for the players. Well, they didn't used to have Sunday night, but no. then they came out with the Sunday, Sunday night. night I mean, I, Saturday every once in a while. They had yeah. Sunday night once in a while, but Sunday night's not so bad. Yeah. Monday night, even that's not so bad, but Thursday night is ridiculous because if you play the, the previous uh, Sunday, it takes your body about a week to, to heal up and, and work out and then get ready for the next game because these games just take a physical, you know, you well, take a beating. I asked some of the uh, uh, band members from uh, the Moody Blues and they said they'd rather have Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> so, so we'll soon, we oh, will have boy. Tuesday afternoon Put up, football. Is this thing on? <laughs> Jesus. We'll have Tuesday afternoon uh, football. Jesus. Yeah, and then yeah. you guys kind of shuffle them all around. Well, you know, look at college football. The Pac-12 network out here on the West Coast, which, I, you know, a lot of our listeners, most of our listeners, I think, are probably east of the Rocky Mountains, but they don't realize, because they probably don't see it too often, most of the Pac-12, the big matchups, are now played at night to get, quote, primetime audiences. Mm-hmm. And they signed this huge contract at college football, the, the Pac-12, with the Pac-12 television network. And they have, you know, if you're a Stanford fan or a Cal fan or a UCLA fan or a Arizona fan, you're going to games sometimes at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday night, and that just isn't. You know, you're getting out of the stadium at one in the morning, and if you're an alumni, you want to have a, a barbecue in the afternoon. You want to have the mm-hmm. enjoyment of the beautiful sunny afternoon. You know, that's not going to happen. Maybe in the huh. desert, it's okay down in Tucson, but maybe you know, if you're living here in California or you're up in the Northwest, up in Seattle or Oregon, you don't want to be playing at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, good no, point. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's thinking, all about money. That's it. Well, I was thinking when you know we were talking about you asked questions about like various uh, you know teams moving all over the place. Sure. So I'm thinking, okay, so Oklahoma, you know, big football. Sure. Um, but they I guess they can't really share the stadium with mm. the college, can they? What's that? You're talking about a, a, a pro football? Yeah. You know, there have not been very many teams that have played in, in college stadiums. It did happen. It has happened. I remember the Raiders actually played Rose at the Rose. University of California, Berkeley, when the A's were playing in the postseason. And I know back in uh, the 60s, most baseball and football teams that played in the same towns shared the same. The Yankee Stadium was used for football and baseball. Uh, Baltimore's Memorial Stadium was used by the Orioles and the Colts. Uh, Polo Grounds. Fe- Polo Grounds, Fenway Park, and Boston. The, 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 uh, they were then called the Boston Patriots. Played at Fenway Park uh, for off and on for a number of years. So, But it, this is a different era. And these teams are making huge sums of money. They want their own stadium. And again, this goes back to Mark Davis. I think he wanted to have his own stadium. I think he always felt disrespected by Oakland. I think that he felt that they were doing more for the A's than for him. But he has to understand. The A's are around for 82 games a year. He's only around for eight games regular season oh, a year. Point. Good point. Yeah. Now, is he, I, I didn't really read too much about this portion. Is he going to own the well, stadium? No. He's not going to yeah. own the stadium, but he's going to own – I mean, he's going to have a, the chance to make a lot more money. Um, and, and the reason for that is they're going to give him some kind of a sweetheart deal on the lease. And also, I think, again, it – 
it gets him more in good with the owners because they want to have Las Vegas as part of the Super Bowl rotation. And I know everybody says, yeah. oh, the betting and the money, uh, you that's know, the there, casinos. That's what I'm saying. It's, any, it's anywhere, anytime. Everybody's betting now. Everybody's doing online betting. Yeah, why, not, even, why not jump in there and get involved with but, the whole but thing? But even Vegas is doing the, the gambling on teams that aren't playing in that's, Vegas. So that, that part, right. I think, is irrelevant. But yeah. I'm kind of, I'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how much those tickets are going to be because the average yeah. person living in Vegas may not be able to afford. Well, it's a transplant city, as you know. I mean, how many, 95% of the people who live in Vegas are probably not even from, maybe not 95%, but I bet 90% are probably not from Vegas. And a lot of people who go to these games will not be going to more than two or three a game. But the Raiders, we didn't talk about this with Larry, but I think it's, it bears some uh, discussion. The, and you brought it up. The Raiders are an international brand. Yeah. They are followed by more people probably than any other team. When I travel with the Raiders back in the 1990s and 1970s during their two different incarnations when, you know, on either side of their time in L.A., we would go to cities in back east or anywhere in the Midwest or in the South. And, you know, you get to the hotel and there were hundreds of fans waiting there, waving banners. And we get to the stadium and there'd be whole sections. You go to a game in Arizona when the Raiders played the Cardinals, mm-hmm. half the crowd is rooting for the Raiders, I guarantee it. Wow. You go when they play a team in San Diego, when they were in San Diego and the Chargers were there, more Same than ha- last yeah. year, more yeah. than half the crowd was, was rooting for the Raiders because all, of, all the L.A. Raider fans came down and there are a lot of Charger fans or San Diego folks so, that are so besides the you know the mystique of a, of a sort of a pirate right. type you know with the emblem well, and then you had certain you know nasty players it's the, it's the history and all that. Yeah. it's the history you know you think about it it's not that far removed the 1970s the Raiders weren't as successful as the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dallas Cowboys but they were in the playoffs almost every year yeah. and they had so many interesting characters and they played up to that John Madden was a character Kenny Stabler was a character yeah. Ted Hendricks Otis Sistrunk yeah. Phil Villapiano uh, Jack Tatum, uh, Willie ben Davidson, Bar- Ben Davidson. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're, Gene Upshaw, uh, Art yeah. Shell, Jim Otto. I mean, these are legendary. George Blanda. George Blanda. They have about <laughs> they have about fifteen, maybe twenty guys in the Hall of Fame, and I, I think about two thirds of them played in that era of the nineteen seventies. Well, so then you get guys a little bit later, like John Matusak. John Matusak <laughs> played uh, yeah. briefly in L.A., but he was in Oakland yeah. for most of his you know yeah. seven or eight year career. Jim Plunkett played yeah. with both cities. Uh, Marcus Allen played only in L.A., but he was, you know, certainly a Hall of Famer. So there is that tradition, and they've won three Super Bowls, and they've been to five. That's more than most teams, you know. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since 2002, and that was an embarrassment. It's interesting. That was the last time from 2002 until last year, they did not go to the playoffs. Between 2002 and 2016, they didn't go to the playoffs once, and they had only two seasons where they finished 500. The rest of the time, they were below 500. Wow. And yet, they still drew an average of about 50,000 fans a game. So it's really a shame that they're doing this right on the verge of being a team. Last year, if, if yeah. Derek Carr doesn't break his leg, there's no question that they had a great shot of going at least to the conference finals. Yeah. They were that good. I mean, they won six games in the final minutes of play. They were 12-4. <laughs> and four. Uh, they had they didn't have a great defense, but man, they could put points on the board in a hurry because Carr has got a great arm and he's got terrific receivers and an offensive line that's one of the best in football. So I, I think the Raiders will be good for a number of years. I just think, unfortunately, if you're an Oakland Raider fan, you'll watch them. And, from and, afar. And, yeah, from afar. <laughs> and you'll think, eh, you know, what might have been. And is Derek Carr is uh, like all healed now? Well, you know, a bro- the good thing about a broken leg as opposed to a torn ligament yeah. is it, it usually, not always, but usually, unless it's a compound fracture, which is yeah. pretty damn serious, oh, yeah. it usually heals 
uh, with a younger athlete, it usually heals pretty quickly. A, a torn ligament, a torn Achilles, yeah. uh, torn meniscus, that's a different story. That's a little tougher. But, but, but quarterbacks, you know, have a tendency to, to be tough dudes anyway, and they don't take quite the beating that's that true. running backs or offensive linemen or linebackers do. Yeah. They get hit, but they don't get hit as much as, you know, if you're blocking or you're tackling or you're driving in on somebody or yeah. you're, you're carrying the ball as a running back, you're getting hit a lot more than a quarterback. That's why some of the best quarterbacks are in their mid to late 30s. Really, yeah. you think about it. Rich Gannon had some of his best years with the Raiders when he was 36, 37, 38 years of age. Well, part of it, too, is that they've the league has gotten very careful about hitting quarterbacks. That's true, and it's also a, a cerebral position, and I think as you yeah. get older, you know you're calmer and you're, you're smarter and you're still a good athlete. So, I mean, look at Steve Young. He was put up great numbers at the age of 37, yeah. 38. And you know, Brett Favre, another one. And I got to say, I still think it comes down to money. Because if you're the league, you don't want your you know Tom Brady's to get hurt and then a second string or third string quarterback comes in, the, the whole league suffers, you know, the television Brady. I mean, everything no, no suffers. No question. I, you know, that that reminds me of Tom Brady. If he hadn't been held out for those first four games yeah. because of Deflategate, he would have had four more games of wear and tear. I don't think he would have been as effective in the postseason. I so, really don't. So he is brilliant for doing deflate gate. Yeah. And, and per- he probably snuck him an extra 20 and said, hey, keep me out for the first four games. I'm telling you, <laughs> when I heard that news, I said to myself, that's the best thing that yeah. could ever happen yeah. to, the, to the Patriots. And they won three of the first four anyway. Yeah. And he and he and he can't. He was so ticked off because he'd been held out. I think he he went out there with with a passion and with a determination to really stick it to the league and win the whole thing. And and here's the interesting thing: he'll still be in the Hall of Fame. Even you know, it's not like a steroids type of thing. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I th- I think the league has it in for the Patriots because of Belichick and the, yeah. you know, there's a lot of reasons. Spygate, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. yeah. There's some qu- and you know where there's smoke, there's usually a little fire. All right, so we're gonna go to our last trivia question. Uh, so far, we're 0 for 2. Oh, so now let's yeah. ask a hard question. Okay. <laughs> the last two weren't hard enough. Huh? No, they weren't. Okay. okay. All right. What country was the only soccer team in the 1994 World Cup in which all 11 players' last names ended with the letters O-V? Oh, okay. All right? All right. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. 
InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. All right, so now Bruce was 0 for 2, and we're hoping he's going to get this one. (laughs) I don't think so. I think Uh, I'm going to take the hat trick here. The the, the negative hat trick. The negative hat trick, okay. What country was the only soccer team in the 1994 World Cup in which all 11 players' last names ended with the letters O-V? Well, it's got to be an Eastern European country with Russia. No, I mean, that's... Yeah, Poland? No. no. Uh, okay, Czechos- you only, Czechoslovakia. No, but you only have 137 more countries to go. <laughs> <laughs> but it is an Eastern European yes, country. Yes, it is. Hungary. No, but you're you're getting close. You're right getting in that close. area. I mean, I'm in that the old Iron Curtain uh, yeah. group there. Romania. No, but you're still close. Oh. Uh, the Battle of the... Bulgaria, Bulgaria, oh, Bulgaria, Bulgaria. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. Can you Bulgaria ma- was in the uh, yeah, yeah, they were. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine all eleven players' last name ends in OV? OV. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting. Sakharov, it's kind of an obscure Sakharov. country. You don't hear a lot about Bulgaria, do you? No, but even more obscure is its neighbor Macedonia. Now, that's a small country. That's a really. One, I think yeah. it's only maybe a couple million people. Probably. Yeah. My yeah. sister uh, did Eastern European Women's Chorus and uh, went to Macedonia. Y- yeah, it's it, supposed to be a beautiful country. It's, I think it it's is. on the Mediterranean. Mediterranean, isn't it? I think so. My geography is not that good, but yeah. um, apparently, and there's a you know, Bulgaria is like the big country right. compared to Macedonia, yeah. and there's a difference in the music. Interesting. Now, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference, right. and maybe you wouldn't, but my sister could. And so when she went there, they were like they they cried in Macedonia wow. because they understood. Oh my gosh, this lady really knows the difference between wow. the, the, the music. Kind of like the difference between our country western and, and uh, rock or something. Maybe. Yeah, or just yeah. like when, if you say that uh, you're from San Francisco, and they go, Oh, you're from Oakland. No, I'm from San Francisco. <laughs> right. All right. So here's our thoughts for the day. Uh, if you know how to cheat, start now. That's what Baltimore manager Earl Weaver said to a. 
wow. pitcher Ross, Ross Grinsley on the oh, mound. Yeah. I like Grinsley that. Grinsley pitched with the Reds also, left-handed. Pretty good one. There you go. And the Yankees are only interested in one thing, and I have no idea what that is. Yankee outfielder Luis Polonia. Oh, my that. God. He was a character. Played with the A's, too. I remember that. He got caught with an underage gal in his hotel room. That's not good. No. But this is good. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing came up with that story. sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.